is For Diego's Football Bosses. Here in the Four Diego's, we're speaking with CEO of Sydney FC, Tony Pinata. G'day, Tony. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Nice, uh, nice to be on, finally. It's, yeah, it's good, <laughs> good to talk to you. It's Rodrigo Rodriguez, Carlos Alberto Diego, Vinny Venezuela, and Warren Diego is in the house as well. It's uh, very nice to talk to you. Just uh, a, a general one to start off with. How are things shaping up uh, in the preseason and in the lead-up to the season proper? Yeah, no, look, um, it's gone quick, actually. Um, someone was saying the other day, it's about 49, 48 days to go. So, um, no, look, it's gone well. We've um, sort of, I think, uh, we've recruited well. Um, squad's coming together. Um, you know, pre-season games, FFA Cup. Um, so, no, it's all, all going well. Now, Tony, the power base of... Uh Football in Australia has moved to Melbourne, clearly, because <laughs> Tim Cale signed for Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory averaged the biggest crowds. I'm just um, wondering how Sydney FC plans to respond. I know you've signed a, a mystery Brazilian player that um, I can't pronounce not, his name. He's Bobo. He's not a mystery. Bobo. He's a very good player. Oh, okay. Bobo. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Bobo and why he's a better signing than Tim Cale, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a better signing than Tim, but um, no, look, uh, we, we sort of spent... I know Arnie and his team spent a, a ages sort of looking at different strikers, and we really clearly wanted a, uh, a number nine. And it, look, it was something we lacked last year, someone to sort of finish. And, you know, the, the work that Bobo's done in his career, and he comes from a you know, big club at, um, in Brazil, in Gremio. So it all bodes well for Bobo to, uh, to be a star this year. Tony, uh, Vinny Venezuela here. I'm excited about a Brazilian coming, and I, I do like Brazilians with their sort of mono names and stuff, but I'm worried that Bobo, once things go pear-shaped, <laughs> everyone's going to call him Bozo, right? That's going to hurt you. So have you ever considered maybe having a quiet chat and saying, hey, Bobo, we're just going to call you Bob? Might <laughs> <laughs> have to, um, but uh, yeah, no, look, uh, he'll be he'll be fine. He's uh He's a good guy and he's got good pedigree, so we're uh, we're quite hopeful he'll uh, he'll deliver. Well, I mean, is, Tony's Carlos. It really is one of those cases where you're trying to find not not that you're trying to find, but clubs are trying to find that that diamond in the rough. You know, the, the Thomas Broish or the Barisha Fornaroli. or Bruno Fornaroli. These guys who have still got a lot of hunger in them, but and uh, good honest professionals from around Europe, and, and you get them and they end up being diamonds here. Um, this guy here, Bobo, I've, I've had a look, he's 31 years old, scores goals wherever he, wherever he goes. I think he was a record scorer at Besiktas in, uh, in Turkey and, again, scored for uh, you know his Brazilian clubs too. He seems to have the pedigree of, uh, of maybe a Bruno Fornaroli or a Barisha. Yeah, look, he's got good pedigree, and that's one of the reasons why um, you know we ended up signing him. I think uh, you know, Graham has been on record that he reviewed over 200 players. Um, you know, we've been players left, right, and centre every day, and um, you know he sort of narrowed it down to a few and decided that Bobo would be the uh, be the one. And he played with Philippe at Bistiscus, so Philippe knows him really well, um, and gave him a, a, a good uh, good reference as well. So uh, we're quite. Uh, Quite happy with the signing, and uh, you're right. Everyone's trying to get that, uh, you know, diamond rough because it's uh, it's very hard. And uh, you know, Marquis, Alessandro Del Piero, very hard to come by in the A League now. 
I was going to ask you about El- El- you know, the legacy of Alessandro Del Piero. I mean, congratulations. We didn't even get the chance. To, we couldn't reach you when you when you got him. You're so popular, you guys. <laughs> uh, only the A-list media got in there and uh, and had a chat to you about it. But well, we're but, A-list. Oh, yeah, A-list. No, but we've always made time. For absolutely, you absolutely. Back. But uh, the, the legacy of Del Piero and you know, huge name in world football. Has your policy for marquees changed slightly? Uh, you know, after weighing up the Del Piero, you know, impact and, and saying, well, you know, maybe we can get that same impact by winning games and, and playing fantastic football. Um, you look, Alessandra came at a time when the club was, um, you know, had, you know, crowds around 11,000. Our memberships was, was 6,000. Um, you know, we had uh, poor turnover. Um, so he really came and, and the league was, was down. Um, so by him coming, you know, we got a, a, a very good TV rights um, deal done out of it. Our crowds went up, you know, they went up to 18, nearly 19,000. Our memberships went up to, to 10,000. So all the metrics were fantastic. And I, look, I thought, you know, year one, definitely he was fantastic. You know, scored 14 goals. Year two, you know, a little bit older. He still did well. We made the finals. You know, we lost uh, in the last minute to Melbourne victory. Um, but, uh, you know, for what we paid Alessandro, now you'd have to spend seven, eight million bucks, mm. and that's the problem. You, you, and you can't you, you get any of that money back. So clubs are they're finding the tough, you know, to get someone in. Um, yeah, you might get good crowds initially, but long term you'll you'll lose a lot of money. So I think that's a, a big factor. Tony, Vinny again. Look, I think the Del Piero signing was one of the best things that happened to the league because the guy was just excitement on a on a football pitch. I'm just wondering, he seems like a... I met him once and uh, he seemed like a very generous uh, and giving person. Is he the sort of guy that you can uh, remain in contact with to just get a little bit of advice and, and feedback from occasionally? Yeah, look, no, look uh, yeah, there's been um, you know, some some stuff that he, you know, he, he speaks to us. He always wishes as well every start of the season. Um no, he's busy as well. He's been doing um, you know, Sky TV in Italy and doing his own sort of uh, ADP glasses and ADP footwear and, and everything in uh, LA. So, um, But look, he's, he's always uh, he's a legend of the club um, and uh, he's always uh, sort of there and thereabouts. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great that, uh, you know, we can count uh, him as, as a past player. Tony, in terms of a broader league perspective, um. What do you think are the most pressing issues? Is it still the same thing around TV rights, deal, economic sustainability? Or as we move into this next phase, what, what do you see as the, the priorities for you guys as a club, I suppose, and then um, as a broader league in terms of making some changes to continue developing the competition? Yeah, look, as a, as a league, um, you know, TV rights is, is the most pressing thing uh, because, you know, clubs can't keep on losing what they've been losing. Um, and we're hopeful that uh, the new TV deal will uh, will give us some uh, extra extra dollars and extra dollars for the players as well. Um, but uh, the league, from a football standard, I think it's uh, it's very good and it's getting better and better each year. And I think you've, you've seen what Angie's come out and said in the last couple of days about the league and how we compare to the uh, you know to the rest of the world. From a club point of view, you know it's been seven years since Sydney FC has won a trophy uh, when we beat Melbourne Victory in uh, 09-10. Uh, in that penalty shootout at Etihad. Um, <clears throat> sorry, victory fans. But, uh, <laughs> Kevin Musket missed, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, we can still hear the uh, donk on the uh, on the post. But um, yeah, for us, it's about uh, you know taking that next step and winning games now. And 
um, that, that's what we're, we're trying to do uh, uh, every year. But, uh, you know, it, it has been a long time between drinks and we need to start changing that. Here on the Four Diego's, we're speaking with CEO of Sydney FC, Tony Pinata. Now, Tony, uh, Graham Arnold last year, look, for a bloke who's done so much in the game as a coach and just... You know, he's become an elite coach, really. Up up until last season, he seemed to, wherever he went, he, he seemed to win more regularly than lose. But I don't think I've seen him more exhausted and more um, more befuddled by the way the team played at different times last year. You've recruited Wilkinson, Zulu, Zulo, uh, Vukovic, uh, uh, Beanie, Broska's back. Good, hardened professionals who are really in the prime of their careers. Does that give us all some indication that he's looking for a mature team that can be competitive on a more regular basis? Yeah, look, I mean, those players are yeah, definitely mature. We've got Josh Brillanti, who's only 23 mm. as well. We signed him from um, Fiorentina. Um, and we've got some really great young kids coming through as well. You know, George Blackwood, Aaron Calver. And, you know, we've just won the, uh, we won the NYL. We've just won the NPL on the weekend. Um, so there's a good mixture of youth coming through. So any any good squad has to have that balance, and I think we've got that balance right with some of the older players, some of the you know mid twenties, and then some of the younger boys. So um, I think the squad is very well balanced. Uh, Graham is always keen to have you know two players for every position and, and players fighting for those positions. So I think we've got that this season. But in the review of last season, there, Tone, I'm pretty sure you guys uh, scrutinised everything in the club from the from the personnel to the to the way the team performed. What was the overwhelming uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of result of that outcome of that uh, of that review? Uh, was it the mere fact that you didn't have the depth, or the players just weren't good enough, or what? What, what did you come to as by way of a conclusion? Yeah, look, we were really disappointed with the way we finished last year. I mean, we beat the Wanderers um, in January. I think that was round 14 or 15. You know, we were one point off the top. Then the Champions League started. We didn't win another game till the last game of the year against Perth, but we did really well in the Champions League. So I don't want to make excuses, but, you know, playing Champions League and, you know, you're travelling um, straight after a game, you play midweek, and then you get back a day before the game, it, it does take its toll on, on players. And, and it's not the games, it's actually the travel when you're travelling 10, 10 hours. So that had a big, big impact. Um, and then you're really digging down in terms of your uh, your squad. So um, maybe maybe it wasn't you know, the, the right balance or, or what, but um, yeah, you know it, it did play a factor. Tony, you have any event as well. Is there any truth to the rumour that in order for referees to see uh, Arnie in a different light, he's organised sl- regular sleepovers? Just to, <laughs> <laughs> they can get to know him, the real Arnie, because he, he was a little bit uh, critical of them, let's say. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Arnie uh, says it's how it is, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, but uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> So just, I've often wondered, what's the management meeting like uh, after a loss there at uh, Sydney FC? Who takes the minutes for that? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is yeah, it... it's pretty sombre. <laughs> Tony, I'm just wondering about um, maybe future expansion. I mean, I think the thing about Sydney is it almost divides itself up into, you know, geographic regions of the city in terms of you guys have probably got the... The, the central northern sort of area as as your fan base and then of course there's the Western Sydney Wanderers. There's been talk about the southern part of Sydney having an extra team, you know, the St George Cronulla area. And I'm just wondering from your point of view, when you when you chuck in Central Coast and, and Newcastle, I suppose that southern Wollongong area is maybe not catered for. Do you think it'd be far too hasty, I suppose, to look at that option? 
I think Wollongong could work. We played there against the Wolves last week, and it was you know nine thousand people at the game. Um, you know, but we get we we get a big um, uh, sort of fan base out of the out of the south. Um, so you know that that would definitely be an area that would hurt us. Um, but first and foremost, before we talk expansions, we need to ensure every club's viable, um, and we need to have ten clubs uh, pushing each other. And at the moment, there are a couple of clubs sort of. Uh, Stalling, so we need to get that right before we start looking at expansion. Expansion is inevitable, um, but you've got to. We don't want to make this a, a Sydney State League either, uh, with all teams coming out of New South Wales. So, you know, there, there could be opportunities elsewhere in the country uh, to to get uh, the extra clubs, the extra teams that um, you know are required in the A League. Now, Tony, let's talk derbies for a minute. Of course, the big, the big rivalry between not only the teams that are playing in the derbies, but between the two states that have the biggest derbies, the Melbourne derby and also Sydney derby. Now, we, uh, there's a lot of contention about which is the bigger derby. We know you're a Melbourne boy, so you know the truth. Uh, <laughs> Put your put your reputation on the line, or put you know, just give us an objective Don't view. Do that. Don't do that. No, Tony. give us an objective view about which is the bigger derby: the Melbourne well, derby I'm, or the Sydney derby. I've been to both. They're both fantastic. But, you know, from a Sydney point of view, the atmosphere you get between the Wanderers and, and uh, the Sydney FC fans at Allianz, that's where we're having, you know, when you've got 40-odd thousand people in there and you've got 15,000 uh, RBB chanting and you've got 25,000 or 20,000 Sydney FC and the other neutrals, it does provide a, a colourful evening. Um, you know, the Melbourne derbies are great, but you don't have that spread of uh, fans as, uh, as this. So they've got a long way to go to catch up to the Sydney derby. Well, the Sydney opener, the, the opener for you guys is the derby against West Sydney Wanderers uh, in early October. Uh, now, it's at ANZ Stadium. Capacity, round one. Yeah, round one, 83,000. Uh, how many do you think you're going to get that game? I think it's going to be an a A-League record. Um, there's a lot of hype about it. Um, you know, the Wanderers haven't beaten us for a long, long time. Uh, so, you know, I reckon it could be anything... 60,000 plus uh, at that game, which would be fantastic and set the tone for the uh, season. Just got a text from the FFE here. Your <laughs> life membership has just been revoked. <laughs> I didn't even know I had one. No, no, I just made that up. But um, okay. have you met the new uh, the new GM or the CEO of uh, the um, A-League, Greg O'Rourke? Um, I know Greg. Uh, we caught up for a coffee a couple of weeks ago, but he's been on leave and he uh, actually doesn't start till uh, Wednesday. So... Uh, We'll catch up with him on Thursday, I think. What's the first thing he should do when he gets in the chair? I think he just should listen to all the clubs and, you know, before, you know, and that's what he's going to do for the first few weeks in here. Just listen, talk to as many people and see what, the, you know, how the feeling is out there. But, uh, look, it's pretty good. Um, you know, there's uh, always little issues in football. Um, but uh, I think uh, the A-League is sustainable. It is moving in the right direction. Um, and hopefully we can um, you know, keep that, um, that, that path going. Now, Tony, one last one before we let you go. I'm really fascinated about the, the, the models for the academies, the club academies. Now, we know mm-hmm. that you've invested a lot by having Han Berger involved. I think he's a technical director. And also, yep. Kelly Cross has had a, a long, long history and experience in this area of developing youth uh, through uh, organised programs. What's your academy going to look like? Or have you been told about what it's going to look like? I know I think you've got to have under-12s right up to under-18s or something like that. Can you give us an indication about what yours is going to look like and, and how it might uh, compare to some of the world-class academies overseas? 
Yeah, look, we've uh, we've already year one, so we've we've got teams in thirteens, fourteens, fifteens, sixteens, eighteens, twenties, and seniors. Um, I think in Melbourne um, they've got uh, just the seniors and the twenties. I think in Perth they've got um, a multitude of teams as well. So we've already started the process, and it's fantastic seeing you know under thirteens playing you know wanderers in uh, Sydney t-shirts, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the. The, the quality of football is amazing what's coming through. So we're hopeful that the academy, you know, these 13 years, year olds come in five years' time, we'll be start playing for our first team. We're nurturing them to, to play the, you know, the, the style that we wanted to play. Um, it's a big investment because you've not only, you know, you've got the players, you've got coaches and assistant coaches and physios and, and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, we've, uh, it's been a big strategic direction by the club to, to do and we're, we're quite... Uh, you know, uh, proud that we've uh, been able to uh, to start that, but uh, to reach European world class facilities and all that, yeah, I mean that that will take some time. But um, you know, we we've got uh, good facilities uh, uh, at the moment, and um, you know things are going well. Hey Tony, we really uh, appreciate your time here with the Four Diego's, and uh, wish you and the club uh, some great success uh, this season in the A League and. Um, it's only about, what, six or seven weeks to go. We can't wait to the stuff that happens on the pitch uh, start. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight and um, hope to talk to you again throughout the season. No problem. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Tony Pinata, CEO of Sydney FC. This is the Four Diego's Football Bosses.